0: yeah let's get it started on this great grand old monday my dude i think you're starting or am i starting knows? you know <laughs> it's what it been too long i'm starting you go <laughs> all right welcome back to this is- Beautiful Monday, my students. My name is Ricky. This is the latest Monday of my life. I'm (laughs) Ethan. Wait, hold on. We're getting breaking news from the lab. It's it is hump day.
1: Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday?
0: Oh, okay, cool, cool. So it turns out our scientists in the lab have told us today is in fact through vigorous research that it is in fact Wednesday.
1: Yeah, we actually dropped into like a wormhole that not only did it
0: you know fold space over but it actually was like there was a big time component it was yeah i actually woke up in uh the uh, like the west coast of the country after getting spit out at right, high right. mach 2 velocity <laughs> i'm shocked i survived you but, didn't but well i know i did you were you would guide i was he say guide so this is a very parallel world where the only thing has changed is our lab got a blastoise so Truth. yeah so lucky for me it could have been any world right 20 year old
1: Blastoise, 20 year
0: old Blastoise, the thickest boy of all back when pokemon were thick back fat pikachu honestly i
1: i honestly long for like almost the aesthetic of those 90s like pokemon so good right like even they looked kind of dorky and dumb but it was just like there's something
0: about that aesthetic like the the absolute tank that Blastoise was yes like the, it's not like lean and mean and like Obviously it's hyper commercialized, but i'm not gonna not I'm not gonna get into that, but I mean, it's more that it was just felt very new and raw, and they're like just very weirdly cute, but also like you said, dense. These Pokemon felt dense
1: i and this this is gonna sound stupid as shit, and I'm willing to just fall on that sword for you guys, sure, okay. I liked the aesthetics of those like early Pokemon games so much more than the current aesthetics
0: I think. Yes, I agree with you. It could be pure nostalgia. Yeah, right. It could be pure nostalgia, but I think they're full circling now with Scarlet and Violet and Arceus a bit, even if it was a bit ugly as sin. They had the nugget of good aesthetic in there, and I'm really hyped for Scarlet Violet. Um, If it's not 8-bit, I don't want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. But yeah, Elephant in the Room, Wednesday. I got caught on the West Coast through more than a couple travel snafus that were out of my control. A calamity of errors. It's a calamity of errors. It was a dramedy of terrors. It was not great. And I got caught in (laughs) a city overnight that I never expected. And uh, yeah, it just basically snowballed in us having to record late. But lucky for y'all, you're going to get a Wednesday and then a normal Monday app. So we're just going to get... Right back on schedule.
1: Right, and it's going to be very close together.
0: Yeah, so you're going to get so a-
1: much so that we
0: have to record both of them right now, or there's no <laughs> shot we'd be able to do it. Absolutely not. This is what you get. Literally, flying too close to the sun would have been a better flying route than I took to get back to this side of the world. Yeah,
1: I, I actually heard. He, you know, he was coming back from the west coast, and for some unknown reason, he flew over Antarctica.
0: It was so odd. Didn't yeah. make sense. I did try to take that equator trip, but it didn't. They just diverted. And right. kept, they just never turned. Right, right. But that's you get that's what you get when you fly you got to push your luck a bit you know there used to be this this one flight
1: it, it wasn't like contiguous one flight but it was like a ticket you could buy that was like around the world really ticket and i think it was like it wasn't even like all that r- ridiculous it was like maybe two thousand dollars or something like that sure but you it, it would, it would like drop you in like all these different countries around the world it
0: was kind of cool so it was kind of just a one-stop shop to see the world a bit
1: yeah. That's cool. But it was like, you weren't like spending time in these locations. You were sort of just like seeing the airport and getting back on the plane kind of thing. That,
0: okay. Now you kind of, I'm I'm pulling back know, excitement. I'm cool. But it's, I, I get the premise. You can say, oh, I'm in, uh, I'm in Shanghai right now. <laughs> it would be kind of cool. It would, yeah. And then suddenly you like, hey, where are you now? Oh, you know, Tokyo. No big deal. Like, what? What? How'd you do that? What I think would be really sick is
1: if they made it so that, like you paid like let's just say a ridiculous fee like maybe 4 or 5k for like a like a economy seat on this. Yeah, right. But like each leg of the journey you could like chill in those locations whenever uh, as long as you want and then like you'd hop on whatever the connecting flight you're supposed to be going on. Yeah. You know what I mean like sort of a hop on hop off like a like one of those tourist buses? Imagine buses. imagine
0: someone so hyped just about, like, airports, and that's they were like... <gasps> there's some cool airports. I imagine. <laughs> I know there's... Apparently, a Singaporean airport is apparently yeah, dope as shit. Lit. I think Riyadh's is dope, too. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. But you know what? Speaking of pressing your luck, <laughs> today we're talking about a show that, like, it kind of popped up in my personal history a long time ago, but, again, never really had the professorial wrinkles that are required to really dive into the The show's themes and the way they portray them, and honestly, this kind of landed as a classic. I, I would say, um, but it's gonna get a, it's gonna get a lot of equivalencies, a lot of comparisons to a very famous show that streamed and made Bukus of dollars on Netflix, or rather views. That I think this show does in every conceivable way, except for maybe one or two. But it's already it it's better. It's better. It's better, and it's this is a poster child for why people should watch anime if you like good stories and narratives, because this is the poster child for that. But Ethan would you like to do the honors. Sure. We are talking about Kaiji and i
1: don't know the whole name. It's really long.
0: Kaiji ultimate survivor. That's the one. Yeah. It's kind of the first of two cores of this series. There is, um, I think it's called, uh, Kaiji against all odds or something, or like some, all, something all rules. um, but it really kind of cemented itself in 2007. That was the Mappa. No, the Madhouse pre Mappa days. And to give you an idea of the aesthetic, this is, we're talking like kind of prime Madhouse. This is like black Lagoon death note days. Cause they're all right around 2006, 2007. So this was already happening around then.
1: Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's really like follows that aesthetic whatsoever.
0: The quality of the animation, I would say, um, but the aesthetic outright before we go into kinda of what it's about, I loved the hard lines. Like it's it, jarring. It is jarring. <laughs> I guess as a seasoned uh like watcher of this kind of thing, it was almost refreshing to have that different aesthetic for me. I love the way this show looked. I think the face is well, I think really
1: just Kaiji's face is just so freaking jarring that it's almost <laughs> tough to like get past for at least in the beginning.
0: Because like when he's dead on to you, his face is like a teardrop upside down. Right. Like he should have a beard, but it's all chin. And when he cocks his head, it's this squared off like yeah, it's super like the chin,
1: sharpest chin and nose in history.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the show is about you know our titular character Ito Kaiji. Who, from the rip, is clearly a gambling man. He is, you know, constantly in games of chance. He is kind of doing petty crime shit. And uh, through kind of uh, early narrative beats, you could really tell the man's down on his luck. Yeah,
1: I mean, right off, you start, and you can tell this dude is in hella debt.
0: Yeah. We're talking,
1: like, hundreds mortgage of Mortgage his house his parents house his
0: girlfriend's <laughs> ex brother's house like he, if he finds a house yeah, he will mortgage he's it he's mortgaging that <laughs> yeah. shit and he's approached like hey man i know you may be in a bunch of debt but how about a little more debt, debt. on that debt <laughs> turns out one of the guys uh Fukuhara i think his name is or something like that he uh, a, a associate of the past named kaiji his benefactor his guarantor and kind of literally dipped so hard that no one can find him and the assumption is that he's dead (laughs) so this guy comes around like hey man you owe me 3.8 million yeah fucking worst house call ever (laughs) yeah
1: i don't know if i think first of all just like Delving in on this part really quick. Some random guy comes up to you and says you owe him 3.8 million. Are you like gonna believe his ass?
0: No. Show me the
1: papers, dude. I'd be like, let's go to court right fucking
0: now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show me the goods. Show me where that that sign Sadly, though, he did in fact have the receipts. Not always. That'd be that's a gamble right there. Fuck you. Show me the receipts. And
1: then be like, alright, let's go to court.
0: Let's go to I, court. Don't, I
1: didn't fucking sign
0: this. <laughs> so he's like, you know. We can get you all your debt scot free. No big deal. How would you like to play uh just you know some games? Go on a casino ship essentially and if you win, you're winning big son. It doesn't even it doesn't have a price tag. It's like your debt is gone. So as a, what what's a gambling man to do? Then others say yes. And here starts the tiny snowball that becomes this show's main avalanche of of like higher and higher stakes gambling is a narrative through line and oh my god do they know how to ratchet that tension right incredible usage of what okay and it's it's important now because there's a lot of people that are going to be like you know all right it's like a it's a gambling show it is way more akin to a squid game than a category like on netflix like i would say right i don't know i think I think Kakiguri is a very good like
1: um, successor to something like this because it kind of tries to do what Kaiji did, but the stakes are just way different. It's like basically instead of just broke people who have ridiculous debt, right? It's like people with like countries worth of like coffers, we- wealth to, to right? burn like, around, like throwing around, and then you take like. CEO scion children who just go like flat broke right yeah so I don't know it's just kind of like a. it's I think the stakes in kakaguri are just as high it's just that we follow like only banger characters who like
0: aren't gonna get fucked yeah right and in, in uh kaiji it this is where it gets closer to squid game that it seems that every participant in these exactly. games is literally looking at their last chance of hope like Every time. They're wicked in debt. It is universal across the board. And did you notice? I found it really interesting. There wasn't a... I don't even think there was a single female character on screen for 26 straight episodes. Not one. Anywhere. All the participants, all the viewers, all the game masters, everything. Top, bottom, left, right. No women at all. Very fascinating.
1: Probably like... you know, in Asia, they just like human traffic, the women that owed them money.
0: I think that that what they alluded to some kind yeah. of forced labor, human trafficking. Um, and it's interesting because this show, these 26 episodes are split up into three pretty distinct parts. And I think they all have a very interesting message to send about, you know, it's clearly the overarching message of societal inequities and the problems that come therein, both people at the top at the bottom. And I mean, problems for both like the the uh, one thing that I think Squid Game never really did very well on is they never explored the fucked upness of the people at the top and the skewed worldviews and only really kind of explored the the uh, consequences of people living their lives irresponsibly, you know, and this show does a good job of showing both sides that living, quote unquote, the right path doesn't make you the best because we want to help people later that are absolutely the worst human beings alive and the people at the bottom that took the quote-unquote wrong path there's a lot more nuance down there but they're not all bad as we know um so i don't know if you felt like the commentary was like on too on the nose was it nuanced enough that you felt like it had to be high wrinkle convoluted shit like where did this fall for you
1: uh to me kaiji is less on the nose like haha than squid games you yeah.
0: Know? Right.
1: Like I think Squid Games very much is was in like the time period where everyone was just like you know eat the rich or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but back then, you know, when this show came out, it was more of like you know just a good like kind of character piece on like almost gambling addicts. Yeah. Right. Like, really. Mm-hmm. And like maybe I don't know. There's still a lot of like Japanese culture that like I know about. Let's just say, but I don't like I I don't. I haven't experienced it or in such a way like really like, I don't know how much the Yakuza and like black companies, let's just say really like. Do they pull this shit a lot? Like day to day stuff. Like I don't know how much they invade people's lives, which I think is like maybe a bit of a disconnect for like maybe an audience that isn't from Japan. Um, and, And also I don't run in circles where I'm just like betting a bajillion dollars and like of money that I can't lose, you know what
0: I mean, exactly, and I think that that's the first clearly on the nose commentary of this, which I found it quite interesting the The first major commentary is the the gambling mindset and the 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 vice of gambling because in all three of these parts, everything is clearly a gamble in some respect. But different characters utilize gambling in different ways. A lot of the on-the-nose on the stuff is that, oh, if I just win this one bet, everything will be fixed. And clearly, we see the vice take its toll. They call it demons sometimes, even in the show. The demon take hold of, by relying all on that one, it never really gets better, right? It never kind of, you never really dig yourself out. Which later, there is more nuanced commentary about that. But the other stuff is, if you noticed, I think his name is Enzo, the guy who keeps coming back to Kaiji. He keeps leveraging. He knows his his addictive personality for gambling and keeps leveraging it to keep him coming back. Right. And his commentary about it's like, shoot for the stars, seize your opportunity. I found them saying that over and over in this show. This is the time to seize your moment. They almost glorified on the on the face of it glorified that gambling bravery and then because well, we-
1: like to be like a complete degen gambler you have to be that kind of person that you're like you're waiting for your like your moment yeah right right and like typically even if you swing heavily it's like okay, I made $30,000 $30, today, let's just say, on the table. Sure, it's like, right. That's not the big one, you
0: know? Right, and but that's the thing. It never will be. Right. And we see in this show that it never really is. And it's, again, kind of, an, kind of a great take on the vice of gambling and the mindset of a gambler. And that's why Kaiji's a great character, because we, we really do, in these mind games, which, honestly, the the character of Kaiji, he is a bit more strategic and analytical than the people around him, just enough to kind of slink him into the next big, big hit. But, you know, still in that mindset, he keeps going back and forth of like, what the hell am I doing, right? This is clearly not okay. But then he so easily gives back into that mindset of, if I just win this one, if, if, this, if this one goes well, everything was okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the most, like, realistic gambling addict, I think, in the show. Yeah. Because he does, like, have those, those, like, moments of clarity. Yeah. Where he's like, what the fuck is my problem? Yeah. But he's also, like, when you start getting into people that are in, in as much debt and, like, as much, like, let's just say, they're leveraged this much to the eyeballs. Like, your options are so limited, especially, like... I think he was working at, like, a convenience store or something.
0: Yeah, like, it's just, like, a real low-level helper kind of thing. Right, and like,
1: you're never paying off $380,000. Yeah, right. I debt. think they,
0: they did the compound interest, and he'll be debt-free maybe at 40. And it's, like, and there's no years. way,
1: just the way that, like, that interest works, right? Yeah, right. And this is one payment, he's already fucked. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, it, like, not to be too real for a second, but it's, like, almost like, you know, you'd be better off just taking out humongo loans. You you have no intention of paying back because right. like, at least those guys you can call and be like, "Yo, I can't afford this," and they can like <laughs> do deals for you. Yeah, right. But when you take deals from the yakuza and like these like guys, they just fucking kill you. Oh,
0: we'll do deals. Like, pay me or I'll kill you. Yeah. That's how's that for a deal. Or they'll
1: like take your your uh, organs for uh, <laughs> for for payment. Right. <laughs> right. So I mean. But that, like at some point, do you just not say like, "All right, fuck it, kill me"? You know? Yeah, like, right. I, I had get... my I had my fun. You know? Yeah. I'm I good. don't see
0: why you get like so deep into it. Just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of energy working with from a broad strokes perspective is that gambling is has this weird duality in this show where it's demonized by some, but then weaponized by others, and to maintain that and you kind of see that first and foremost in the first of the three acts which is the uh, the what I'm calling the ship arc where the initial visit to Kaiji saying oh boy you got 3.8 million whatever man to do i'll tell you how about you come on the ship and we're going to you're going to be on there with some other guests and you're going to play a game and if you win you're going you're gonna, to you can clear all your debt pretty simple never that simple this first arc, he's brought into a ship with a bunch of other debtors, including the one who got him in this situation in the first place, that dick. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, you'll find in this first arc, the rest of the show is very much like this. This show is a brilliant way of making the tiniest moments and fractions of time seem so epic and and like so engaging. Like... The first arc was a four hour time span and some episodes were literally just twenty minutes of time. Right. Which was awesome. I would thought it was gonna drag, but it never felt like it dragged at all. There were big kind of like pivots and I schemes.
1: There there was a little bit of a problem, maybe like twenty percent into the first arc.
0: Yeah, right. Like,
1: right right before like he really starts picking up steam on his strategy. Yeah. I think it got a little like stagnant. Cause it's like, basically, they just like throw them into these games, and in in this specific case with the first arc, there's like a bunch of other contestants. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you got to kind of like figure out what's even happening and like how how to like really game the system. So there was like a little bit of time there where it was like, at least in my opinion, a little like slow and boring. But
0: you you'll find you'll find that like one I kind of agree with you because you're kind of just fed a bunch of rule exposition all right. at once. And at first, that seemed like a drag. however, second and third or fourth time this happens, you realize that hearing the rules is very important. so you actually find yourself this show does I wouldn't say the impossible, but it definitely does something not a lot of shows can do very well that weird rule expositionizing like is kind of made engaging by the world's own narrative, like they turn something that normally would be like. Imagine sitting down with your friends, and none of them knew how to play Monopoly and you had to just explain all that to everybody
1: well it's just it's almost like this situation where all everything that is said or not said is so important in the, these like that's a good way to put it the way that these games are let's just say administrated mm yeah um because basically it is like squid game where all of these games are being done and people are watching them right there's like these yes suit suit black suit uh secret service looking motherfuckers walking around like basically supervising yeah right
0: upholding the rules yeah where squid game's a bit black and white about like you lose you die it's this is a little more nuanced than that in some ways um the ambiguity is almost scarier at times the first game is a great example of that where hey you're all on this ship to get your debt cleared here's money to borrow to play this game with you do owe us this with interest back they and that was the first moment of ratchet or ratcheting up was like for it's a ratchet it was ratchet so like (laughs) i think it was like a like a four 1.5 percent like interest increase every 10 minutes in these four hours so it's basically like At the end, you're gonna owe us right around forty percent extra of whatever you borrow, and you're allowed to borrow one to ten million yen to play this game. They don't even tell you what you're doing yet. So, and that was a fun thing for me. The first thing I immediately thought was, "Holy shit, they're just generating more debt." If you don't do this right, like if the majority of people like make it out of this and don't win this game, and that it's going to cover more than the minority that do make it out. No big deal. Right. Everyone else is going to pay for someone else's debt or this, the minority is going to have their debt cleared because someone else is going to get more debt. Interesting commentary there. I like that. It's kind of just a societal microcosm that would, that will come up later, but well, I almost
1: felt like, like at a certain point, once you like realize what they're going to do with you when you don't win the game and there's not many winners, right? yeah right It's like honestly fuck it yeah (laughs) right because like if you don't basically the, the way they were framing this is if you don't pay us back via this trip we're gonna like ship you off to essentially siberia to work it off
0: yeah exactly
1: right like on some like you know physical labor farm yeah pretty much um and so like at some point it's just like what do i care i'm not gonna survive you know, yeah. even paying off my $300,000 of debt. Yeah, know?
0: if you don't make this money back, we're going to ship you off to make NFTs for years. Right. Be <laughs> a little NFT farm. But yeah, so the, the game goes, in this first one was super cool. Um, It was like restricted rock, paper, scissors right. that you're given four rock cards, four scissor cards, four paper cards. And the stipulations of the game, at first... It's almost as if you gained the necessary wrinkles throughout the show to follow later games. Right. Because it's like, I didn't think much of it at first, admittedly, until it started to, like, dawn on me some of the things, right? Where you have to use all your cards at the end, by the end, or you lose. Every time you win, you gain a star, and you just have to have three stars by the end of the game to win.
1: But if you get additional stars, you, you can get bonuses.
0: You can sell them later. Right. In the kind of a trade thing at the end. You just need to have three. Um, and once you have three, you can stop playing the game. And as long as you use all your cards up and you have three or more, you go ahead and you can stop, um, and you win basically. So it's kind of as Ethan said, it's not just what is said, but what isn't. And this show, it could be its highlight in the exactly dripping the information you Kaiji or the audience need to know or are going to get. And then it's up to you to extrapolate the rest and win this stuff. You are solving a puzzle that where, how do I put this? Other people in like gaming design, a bit of a tangent, say that a quality puzzle is one where you have all the pieces in front of you. And it's only you and your wit, the ability to put them together, that make for an engaging puzzle. I kind of disagree with that. You may, a good puzzle is given all the pieces you need, not all the pieces there is to, and that makes for engaging problem solving, engaging strategies to figure it out yourself. And this show through Kaiji's eyes does it extremely well. I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I view like the rule set at least in this first game as like extremely rigid and extremely ambiguous. All at the same point, exactly. Because it, it really leaves it up to you to figure out where the boundaries of the rules are. But they do enforce the ones that they've mentioned very, very stringently.
0: Yes, like you can't dispose of your cards.
1: And if they they find out that you did that, you're fucked. And they do find out. Essentially, they will if find do out. That.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean some stipulations and again spoilers for a 15 year old anime but should go watch it even if we spoiler some stuff i think you'll have a pretty good time with this either way well because there's literally no way we can explain this in a way that is like
1: even lives up to the, to the show's like actual action
0: <laughs> yeah right because the way they piece everything together is so good um and there's a lot of po moments in here like the the famous like Lightning striking through the brain, I yeah. feel like that might have been this show of like realization of lightning, just right. like, tsh, wait,, tsh, oh my God, hold on, this could be something different. It was truly a brainstorm. um <laughs> but yeah, in this first in this first one, like there's little things like they said you can't dispose of the cards. No one says you can't acquire or give away or sell others. Um They said you need to have three stars to win. No one said you had to get them exclusively through playing rock paper scissors right and it's just that i'm trying to keep it vague enough but you kind of get the point right and no one said that you know it's you versus someone else one-on-one technically it may be in rock paper scissors but no one says that can team up a little bit figure out a way to utilize that to your advantage um and like like Ethan said even though we're telling you a bit of how they bent or reinterpreted or found out kind of these the boundaries of these rules we're not We're purposely kind of not even doing it justice because even though we told you they can team up, even though we told you they can trade cards, the way these things are enacted just goes so big brain in a digestible way. Like, you feel so big brain watching this show.
1: Yeah, I feel like active brain almost is what I would call it because Mm. it's like nothing's particularly smart, but it's like you really have to put in some work to get there.
0: yeah. If, if you, your if you were will be like firing. put
1: in the same situation, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So as a passive observer to this, right? You feel like, whoa, this is some cool You're strategizing like, shit. Damn. damn. And it it almost and it's funny, kind of. You said that it it never makes you feel like, oh, I could do what Kaiji just came up with. But after he's done it and came up with the strategy, every situation feels so increasingly hopeless because this is a bit of torture porn and not in the way that's kind of like gory but in the way that like kind of like a super re-zero vibe where it, the, the situation just keeps getting more and more hopeless but kaiji keeps like by the skin of his teeth we're talking we're talking at the atomic levels of squeaking by sometimes right. and that's the really the other highlight of this show is that no matter what even though kaiji does seem to succeed again and again succeed is a pretty Broad term here. He's a survivor. He's, uh, he's not a successful. Uh, some would call him the ultimate survivor. Yeah. yeah, he survives, but that window seems to get smaller every time. And right. He just seems to find a way just to get to the other side. That's the best part is that the ratcheting is not just from the rules and the games getting more extreme, but the odds by which he needs to overcome and seemingly does. But again, even though he might. And you see a pattern of limited success. You they still do such a good job thinking this could be the time. This and sometimes it is. Sometimes he gets fucked. Like there's really no way around it. Yeah, I mean,
1: and really, it's it's it needs to be like said. Every single person on this ship or playing these games are like literally back against the wall kind of situation. Yeah, and like whoever the powers that be are they literally can do whatever the fuck they want to these people. And that's why this like, it's almost like this illusion of choice that they give these gamblers. Oh,
0: absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: you can join the game if you want,
0: but but
1: you also owe me 400 K. So it's like, you're kind of have to do this.
0: That's, that's one. I was noticing very early on a very strong parallel to squid game in this is because they're like, yeah, you can leave anytime. Right. Bye. Bye. Have a good like seriously, we'll let you off right here. No big deal. Um, but no one does. No one leaves. Because, like you said, it's technically a choice, but is it really a choice? What choice do you really have here? So in this first game, the takeaways I found that I really liked because this the commentary of what does it take to win in in this in this way. You have a lot of debt, but a lot of these they kind of alluded to the fact that these people are Kind of ne'er do wells, not truly really trying. They are, you know, making clearly poor choices. But what does it mean to make, quote unquote, the right choice for monetary pre- uh, possession gain, right? Status, wealth, position. What does it mean to be that? What do you have to be to be that? Because if everyone is here for a reason, what would it have taken for them not to have to be here? And I think the commentary in the first third. First act is... To never have played the game at all. Never! Oh my god. <laughs> Shivers. But it's more like you have to make sure that others lose. Like, you need to be okay with that. Cutthroat. Ruthless. Uh, that's really what it was.
1: Like yes and no, because like... I don't know. If I'm in the same situation, I also would probably try to help people just because I would feel bad, like letting just complete degens die for no reason sort of a thing sure but, but like also i i'm not a degen so it'd be very difficult for me to put myself in the place of a degen who's also trying to beat other degens right
0: yeah right I, like i'm not a monetario d i'm not a fiscal degen i will say i don't think you're a degen at all well i mean tit for tat Tomato, I don't know tomato. what that's supposed to mean. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, you know, a bird in the hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rome wasn't built in the day. <laughs> it was built with a bun in the oven. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I took away from that because ultimately, Kaiji may be the one expressing and had, like I said, limited success, survival. He had survival through kindness, but he didn't walk away with any gain. His kindness ultimately put him back in a rougher situation he survived but he's in a rougher situation than when he started right and ultimately his kindness was a result of that saved a man's life arguably but there it is so it's kind of this though by- to be
1: fair in that specific scenario it'd have been like you're fucked guy i'm not helping <laughs> I, you one bit that one
0: i would probably have been like because I, I like <laughs> Kai- kaiji basically was you know, he was surviving with the help of others, but through various means, those others ultimately fucked him good and raw, yeah, like really. Raw, like really, really cold blooded shit. So, I mean, like, and that kind of was it was an interesting way to do that is that just against all odds, he survived with the help of others. And it was those same others that ultimately screwed him. And he had to find a way out of that situation through his own will.
1: But like what's the like other than being like a ruthless dick. Like what is the other lesson there. It's like others are going to pull you down.
0: Oh well, honestly I would say that altruism in the face of basically that chance for these for societal advancement right. That maybe that the less uh, there's a bit of a lesson there that always not a lesson a commentary that we are kind of living in a we live in a society (laughs) we live (laughs) live in a system where Uh, fuck that was joaquin that was joaquin Phoenix. um we live in a we live in a system where altruism is often not rewarded right the, his act. Of you're act, right.
1: I'm not tipping anymore. Thank you. Know,
0: oh, no, this is absolutely not what I meant. Of course, I used to
1: tip 25 percent on
0: everything, but Ricky's convinced me. What have I done? He's a 10 percenter now. Frankly, the a one percenter. I'm if a, a zero
1: percenter. Oh, you're at the. They don't tip in Europe, so I'm not going to tip here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what have i done created sorry a, i've created a monster charity no thanks oh my god were you donating the charity before i was now i won't god no those charities i was donating a hundred thousand dollars a year oh wow who to farmers only what? No, a, i guess it could be a charity <laughs> it's a charity for farmers finding love
1: i wouldn't give them 100k so you already were a monster i said i wouldn't i know see that's what i'm saying i was giving it to food banks <laughs> in orphanages
0: and now you're not and now i, I admitted won't you because you just said that you're part of this ruthless system ethan you're part of the ruthless system where altruism only it does not get rewarded well, evidently it won't so <laughs> i may as well pull it all back oh god well i've created a monster i know it I have $200 billion and I've
1: donated $50 billion of it, but apparently that's not enough because I didn't donate to what you wanted me to donate
0: to, so I'm pulling it all back. I get You're just going to pull it yeah. back? You're going to go to the charities and be like, remember that amazing sum of money? Foreclosure. I gave I'm just going to buy you and just take my money back. I will yeah. become back my money. But yeah, I don't know. If, I guess if that's not the less you took away from that first bit, then what was? Because it definitely felt like it was trying to commentate on something because i i guess
1: what i would kind of i guess my query would be isn't it more like even amongst this insanely bad scenario he still tries to do like what is
0: right to the other guy i think that is kind of his character's duality where like yeah in the midst of that he still what did what most others would consider the right thing but it made his overall situation worse wrestling with that like where do you want your life to go you've already put yourself in this red are you gonna but kind of like forsake who you are at your core to get ahead because he could have done that right there Seized his chance walked away with a big buck and no debt but he he couldn't that's that's more of kaiji's struggle rather than a commentary of like the the arc
1: yeah i mean i think it's definitely a character piece more than it is like a commentary on society like That's kind of what I meant earlier is like Squid Games was way too on the nose and was like, "Uh, money bad. (laughs) Money Money is the root. (laughs) But uh, Kaiji kind of plays on like even in bad situations. Like are you going to make the decision that you're going to feel comfortable with? Like even if your life only lasts another five minutes, right? Are you going to feel comfortable with yourself? You know, because Kaiji does know and he has this kind of like we've talked about his like almost spiraling behavior where he knows that he's doing bad, bad, stupid shit. Yeah. Right. But he's like almost compelled to do it like internally. But then it, it, it's almost like a, like a, Coping mechanism To be like Yeah but I'm also Being kind of good To these other
0: people While, I'm, while coping, I'm Being yeah. a gang,
1: You know A gambling
0: Loon Fool Yeah because I think I like that The character That ultimately Screwed him The heaviest At the end Himself it, Oh shivers dude <laughs> Scripture get that on Get Goose that on t-shirt bumps. <laughs> So I, like it's, it's funny Cause like I like the Wait, new- What
1: would your tattoo be I fucked myself over
0: <laughs> The only one who fucks me Is me baby <laughs> Sad tear rolls down my face For that one um, The only
1: one that Makes me bleed my own blood Is me <laughs> <laughs> Alright Jared Leto <laughs> That was Ben Stiller God damn
0: it So Again, he gets screwed even after all the altruism the commentary could be. Could you forsake yourself even knowing that in a ruthless cutthroat system like this, you can do everything right and those you did right by will screw you for their gain? Can you will you stoop to that level to get your nut, to get your to get your win, right? Everyone's got Everyone's got their nut, dude. They just got to get yours, your moment, right? Will you stoop to that level of ruthlessness to get yours? So I think that's a bit of the questions that it poses. Is that what it takes to get your moment, right? Because he could have walked away with that, but Kaiji found his own way out. And once he did find his way out, he didn't stoop to that level. He showed some altruism, and yet he didn't gain what he thought he was there to gain. He'd almost be
1: better off if he had like a hero complex, because then he could be like... You know, sort of the martyr, right? For all these people, he could just take on all of their debt and then, like, basically be done, sort of. Sure,
0: thing. but at the same time, is that really the? Que- is that was that really as engaging of a of a narrative? Right. Well, that, duh. well, Yeah. Right. He could have a hero complex. <laughs> Thank you just, so much, Ricky. And just he could be the <laughs> Jesus Christo, and just like basically take on all of the debt and then just like let it. Okay, you guys are all good to go. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down hard, right? Um I guess what I'm saying is like
1: I'm trying to poke some holes into my theory that he's like he's trying to use his own like self I guess self-wound inflicting behavior but also like doing some good things. He's trying to use it as like, you know, kind of an offsetting behavior, but like if he really was just going to go all in on like his self or, or his like hero complexes messiah complex he would do more yeah you know what so, i mean
0: I, I love the idea because i think he does cope that was like one of the worst sentences of my entire life but i hope you figured it out at least I, a little bit i, I got it because i think it makes for he makes for a better character by you're right because there are times where he's like i did the right thing i did the right thing fuck what do i have to show for it right right when he kind of comes out four months later he's still working at that convenience store and he goes back and thinks like if I just didn't save that dude, I just, I wouldn't be here. I could, I could have paved my future, but at least I did the right thing. Right. And he, he's trying to believe in himself. He's right. trying to keep saying it and believe it, which adds to the character arc going forward, kind of into the second where he's approached again by our, our friend is Ezra, wherever his name is. And says, Hey, notice you have twice as much debt as before. Want to go to Tony uh, Gawa or whatever? No, no. Tony Gawa didn't come to him. Tony Gawa was the hallmaster that ran the first game. He ran the first game on the boat and then he shows up at a, at a party at the star side hotel. And now it is time to play a game where you can walk away with 10 nay, possibly 20 million yen. And this is, this is the time where I felt like I got even more nuanced. And I kind of liked this the most of the three arcs and what they had to say. Um, because one, Ezra uh, basically uh, tells him, like, you got to seize your moment, man. You got to, like, he literally weaponized his own gambling addiction against him to get him to come back. And this time, it was not solely to clear debt, but this was for pure carnage entertainment of the mega wealthy. Right. He is out there, basically, this is like a tightrope walk. So, basically, there's like 12 contestants heat, and they have to walk across a narrowing beam over, like, 30 feet. Not necessarily death. No, 30 meters, my bad, or something like that. I don't know. Very high. Um,
1: it's just, there's, like, a two-part thing, right? Yes. are talking about the first part. I'm talking
0: about the first part. Okay, good. Yeah, so basically, that's for just a bunch of people. This one is the most on-the-know shit, I think. Like, literally, you had a bunch of like fat cat big wig aristocrats aristocrats my way you know probably senators if you think about it mostly senators definitely Enti- entirely entirely politicians yes all of the politicians <laughs> watching people uh, basically they called it the human derby which not a bad name choice pretty fucked <laughs> yeah. up pretty T- good touche yeah so um yeah they basically Kaiji <laughs> goes about it but again it's th- this is a part this first part is kind of a little too on the nose for me i was like okay obvious fucking obvious like the rich are gonna you know have fun at the mockery of the poor and you know they're gonna like hey we're paying for your prize money so you do it you need this right like we're here for what we want we want to see you fall and break every bone in your body (laughs) um so (laughs) that's (laughs) (laughs) and um the the game itself was kind of interesting where basically it was narrow enough for one person at a time but it was a race so the first person there got the 20 mil um, and uh, basically if you wanted to go and try to hunt somebody else you had to pushy push whoop, whoop. <laughs> and uh, again on the nose a little a little bit kaiju do I push to get my money or do I not push and retain you know this is fucked up but I have to like be cold about it because he walked away from that first set of games like I have to be cold I gotta be ruthless right Still couldn't do it, right? Still couldn't do it, um. But yeah, I I think this might have been the weakest moment of the whole twenty six for me, um. Just because, like, I loved where they were going to the first. This one got a little bit meh. Um, I don't know how I you feel. I think this like game. early
1: heat section was really annoying. But then when they like they really ratchet up to like the second portion of that, yeah, that was probably my favorite in all of the series. I think so too. Um, um basically instead of like doing like a 30 meter or 30 foot drop it turns out to be between two buildings yeah and it's a there's like a, a few stipulations to the to the yes. thing i don't know if we want to like spoil that
0: i mean it's not really that big of a spoiler it's just like again adds the tension because it's i don't think it's necessarily about that challenge it's about uh Gawa's Commentary on this And I've loved Every bit of it Even the Feast of Sociopath Where in the First game <laughs> You basically You're only Disqualified If you fall Duh Or you touch The bar with Your hands So you have to tightrope across It In the second One That is It's not a race You just have to Make it to the Other side But the beam Is electrified right. That if you t- If you touch It Then you It won't kill you But the shock Is enough to Fall Make you fall off Twenty nine stories, you're gonna die. Um, you die, die. You like die, die. Um, one thing I liked a lot about this is that wasn't a race. There was no, uh, there's no aspect of morality here. Is it? Are you willing to do this for that chance, for that, for that money, to totally clear your debt? I think they pull
1: in some, like, <laughs> morality, though. Like, I don't want to, like, spoil it, but the guy's, like, saying something about his daughter. Kaiji, like, goes way out of his way to help somebody
0: else. Yeah, there, there wasn't... There was some added morality on Kaiji's character's progression, sure, but I don't think the game didn't have an element of defeat the other to get the win. So yeah. it was more, like, complete it, and I think that spoke highly to the theme of this bit. I which, haven't seen
1: it in a while. I thought there was like some other stipulation by about like the amount of
0: people that could make could win. Okay, so yes, basically per heat, there was one person got the 20, the second person got the 10, but they were only coupons, if you remember that. That's right. They're only, that was so fun. <laughs> Fucking coupons, yeah, yeah, bro. here This is your entitlement to 20 million, but to get it, you got to cross the second beam at night when right. no one else is, quote unquote, maybe not watching. But you have to go across that, that beam, bro. That's like, right. And that was so wildly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: right then I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm jumping off. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'll see
0: you in core cool hell. <laughs> um, but, okay. Tony Gawa is the guy who ran kind of the main proctor of the first arc on the ship. He goes on a bit of a, like a sociopathic monologue here, but he said something that was really, really fascinating to these guys, where it was like, you have the audacity to basically ask me for time or wait or this. You've been, being told, you've been telling people to wait since you've been born. This is the kind of people that you are. There are people that struggle, that toil, that work their freaking ass off, To then, at some point, decades later, have the assets that you have the the entitlement to in your hand. And all you have to do is go across that bridge. Yeah. You are given... You can bypass all of that work. All of the quote-unquote right path if you cross that bridge. And I was like, fascinating. That's really, really interesting. (laughs) Fascinating. Fascinating. (laughs) Because it it kind of is. I'm, I'm not saying... He he's a, he's a psychopath sure but I'm not saying what he I'm not completely disagreeing with his logic here like look you didn't do anything that got you to a place where you can hold the right to have 20 million yen in your hand not even a little bit but we're giving you that chance right now to go do that you can say no you can go back and that but this is life or death now like this is your choice live for sure in debt or possibly die, but live on the other side in a way that you want to live, but never did the work to get. Interesting. I found that philosophy twisted, but it was a bit interesting. I'm like, you know, he's not spouting falsities here, man.
1: Yeah, it's, I, but then again, like everybody that's in this like absolute hole of gambling addiction they never intend to work hard for this stuff to begin with, right? So it's almost like, like, obviously he's using it as a nice, like, psychological kind of prod yeah, to right? push them across the beam. Sure. But, like, as far as, like, really stepping back to 10,000-foot view, it's, like, kind of unnecessary for him to even say it because it's, like, no shit. Yeah. These guys are fucking degenerate bank gangblers. Of course they're not, like, corporate tycoons (laughs) right
0: exactly exactly so i mean like the the thing i think he gets wrong here is there is an element because you know opportunity is just preparation and luck in my mind like that's really like that's what opportunity really is because you can be prepared all day but if you don't have the luck to be presented with something like that then like you you think that everyone not if everyone could be a billionaire with hard work not then they would but they aren't because I think there is a mixture of advantage, luck and preparation here. Um see I don't think preparation really really
1: comes into it really at all. It's really like um luck, but I guess preparation in that like if if we're gonna step back and talk about real life here. Yeah. Like real opportunities come from like networking, right? So that would be your preparation piece right. it's, of the yeah, puzzle. It's broader, like and then the, work. the, the luck would be like you either find a product that you've been working on that ends up going supernova or whatever, but it's, it's like not a situation where most people aren't, they don't start a business already being able to run a billion dollar business.
0: Sure. I, but that's what I'm saying, right? Is that like you network 100, well, you're in a room of 100 people and you've been hauling ass to try to get an opportunity in one craft or something like that. And if you don't talk to the right person looking for exactly, and someone in that room is looking for you. Maybe. It could be. It could be. Oh, right. Maybe. Maybe not. It could be, It's that's the luck element here, and that's. I mean, that's what if more, you want to
1: take your your gummy thongs, <laughs> super global.
0: Uh, I want to take our uh, what is it? Our figurine. Our ca- fire figurines. Remember that our, yeah, our yeah, candle, candle our candle figurines. ideas. But you can hear about our ideas three dollars and up on patreon.com slash in the syllabus sidebar. But uh, yeah, if we want to take, like, if we want to take candles, <laughs> weave candles. Yeah, weave wicks. That, I think that, that was, is like,
1: really good. I, that's
0: a new one. I didn't even mean that for that one. Whoa, <laughs> Weeblix! <wicks>. Whoa, dude! <laughs> uh, it, spark of inspiration to yeah. my brain like Kaiji. <gasps> um, but uh, basically, I I like this commentary because it's it's twisted, but the logic is kind of sound where, you know, you clearly, maybe whether you intended to ever work at this or not, you now want it, and you just want to have it. You have to do something to get it, right? We can give it to you, but not saying these guys are completely altruistic because they would have given it to him at the end of this game, but um, through various means, uh, you know, you can we can provide you with that shortcut that you so desperately want, right? But it's con- like condensing decades of hard work and shit into one life-threatening, assuredly death kind of event. Um well it's almost like, like robbing a bank, you know, in
1: like movies. Yeah. High, high risk, high risk. Reward. High reward. That's it,
0: baby. We're gone for one last job. Like the town. <laughs> like the town? Yeah, the movie The Town. I haven't seen the movie The Town. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Is it a good heist movie?
1: Yeah, it's like a Boston heist movie. Safe. So it's like this place. this crew of like low level Boston criminals come together and they end up robbing. Fenway Park and like some l- really elaborate scheme.
0: Is Marky Mark in this movie?
1: I believe he is. I was
0: a guest he's had Boston in a heist movie. I'm like, Marky Mark's in this movie.
1: I think he's a Philly guy, but
0: yeah. But he was a Boston dude. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that that whole game goes down. Lo and behold, Kaiji, skin of his teeth, ultimate survivor baby, makes his way around. He ultimately survives. He ultimately not. survives. And um, we then go into. I think, I don't know if it was my favorite from a philosophical standpoint. I just like this game setting so much. It was so wild and interesting. Um, he makes it to the across this building, and something you'll notice in the show is that he keeps failing or quote unquote surviving up. Like yeah. he keeps like getting to the heart of the yakuza by getting through, getting by by the skin of his teeth, and everyone's like. Like the cut of your jib. Do you right. want to bet your balls for this next one? <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Uh, what? I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go into the final arc, and I'm just gonna call it the E card arc. Now, I kind of want to play this game. Almost, it's the only game of this all of this I wanted to play. Given <laughs> given that we have rock paper scissors, two that would probably kill me. And then one, if it didn't have the high stakes, it would actually be a really fun game. Um, It's almost like a sort of war. You have the slave, the citizen card, and the emperor card. And, you know, citizen is beaten by emperor. You know, citizen can beat the slave. But if you play a slave against an emperor, the slave can beat the emperor. Pretty standard issue. But each side only has five cards. There's You can play the game.
1: Hmm? There's an actual game online where you can play it.
0: Yo, that'd be so fun. We should try to do that for a sidebar. Sure, that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so like, very. Sy- <laughs> I heard a card flip noise from your phone. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Are you playing a UI or UI? Are you playing an A on a UI? Sure am. Oh gosh. Oh my god. Well, it's got like that's sound a, the, no, that's, and that's stuff. a sound effect from Kaiji. Yeah. Um. So Ethan gambles his life away. Uh I have to say that this the one part I didn't like very much about this is that he does play uh Tonegawa in this game, but the stakes have increased to the point that is so lopsided against you know kaiji that like I don't know it that that one lost a bit of it lost a bit of luster for me that there wasn't really a lot to lose. There weren't like other people at the same stake level as him. Right. There kind of was from a, we learned later that there kind of was a stake here for, uh, Tonegawa, that we learned later,
1: but sorry, I was winning six to one.
0: So... Holy shit. <laughs> the AI is not very smart on the game. Can't imagine, but at least you can still hear about it. no I did I did
1: really enjoy like like all of the previous games while there might have been like a negative consequence for for, like let's say failing in some cases yeah like this is the first one where it starts getting like Saw-esque yeah and it's like you know you lose this
0: round you're gonna lose your fucking eardrum yeah right is that basically in short and we're not ruining much because it just gets weirder after this is that they say since you don't have any money, you're gonna bet with either your eye or your ear. You have thirty millimeters from the where it starts to your eye or eardrum, respectively. And for every millimeter you bet, I believe it is a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. I can't remember. You watched it's, it
1: more recently. It's
0: a lot of money. Um, and basically, he he's Kaiji's here. I'm walking away with my twenty mil. I'm walking away with that shit. Right. So, again. Kind of, kind of plays into that gambler's addiction thing that like there's a lot of strategy here right? Like, because you could technically bet in all of these rounds two millimeters each and you walk away with your hearing you don't win much but you can walk away again the illusion of choice this one I liked a little more the fact that in all other games he had teamwork camaraderie all of that and but it someone starts else
1: to fuck him over
0: someone else will fuck him over but this one it's kaiji and only him, and I loved it. It really was just his wits, which we've come to learn are no... He's no slouch in yeah, this department. Yeah, he's no slouchy boy. But you, it, one, at this point, it made me wonder, why is he in so much debt prior? Why is he gambling if he's shite? Well, how is he gambling so well now when he apparently was so shite before that he's in debt?
1: I think these games are actually less gambling than they are
0: skill, to be honest. Is it that way because of Kaiji's mentality and strategy or is it truly like cuz it could be very much luck? Any no more no more or less luck than blackjack? I would say the first game for
1: sure is more skill than it was luck.
0: Yeah, play the room.
1: But he, he, And then honestly if you're just like physically more gifted in the second game you would win that one. Yeah. This fair. is and this one is like once again really statistics and strategy based. I think more along the lines of like a blackjack.
0: Yeah. Um, um, This
1: is probably the only game that's like really luck based. Um, All the other ones did have like other aspects. I think that really kind of, let's just say eclipsed the luck aspect.
0: Right. And this, this one right here is definitely the most psychological game. Cause you, you really need to like, read your opponent do whatever you can There is, and they never said that cheating technically wasn't allowed they never said that Yeah. once again the rules are very specifically mentioned in a very specific way right so you know and know what it what is and what is not allowed to be up and the way that god like the lengths that kaiji goes in this one I did I feel that the tension was a bit artificially ramped with the saw shit kinda yeah but we kind of learn that the chairman, the old fogey that's running all of this shit is way more psychopathic, like like staunch psychopath than everyone else before him. So he has like a taste for this sort of thing. So narratively, it makes a lot of sense why it would be here is he wants it for entertainment. So, it, OK, cool. I can understand why it's here from a narrative standpoint. Right? But but it kind of added a bit to the tension where it just felt like a bit more traditional torture porn, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I actually kind of liked it just because there was like an immediate effect rather than like for, for all the previous stuff, it's like, you know, really slow burn almost to where they would actually feel the, the pressure of like, you're gonna be sent off to Siberia to break stones, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, right. who gives a shit? That's in the future. Yeah. But in these cases, it's like very direct. Like I'm betting like distance of how close my eardrum is to being ruptured, yeah, or right. I'm betting how close I am to literally losing my effing sight, you know?
0: Yeah, and I you could tell he flips a switch when he's like, How far does this machine go into me? Do I technically have more to bet? And I was like, Oh, fuck kaiji like oh oh, dude and that's when i was the only time i resonated with the old man who was like i'm getting bored oh fuck all right whoa! all right shit you know how to make an old man smile i guess (laughs) so yeah it it felt a bit over the top but i mean we the show did such a good job like gradient up to this point where it didn't feel jarring as a jump like it didn't feel unreasonable that it went up that high um, it was already kind of like leading to that. They already had a, de- uh, even the old, uh, maybe the old man said it or Tony Gawa was like, for a man who just risks his life, this should be pretty easy, right? Right. And I'm like, oh shit, actually, that's a pretty fair point, honestly. Uh, it's just more grotesque of all things. Um,
1: Though I will say, I think there's the psychological um, kind of play of almost yourself losing your sight versus like, falling off a
0: yeah you have to reconcile with that right
1: it's almost like a little bit i think while obviously not as big a deal as falling off and dying yeah it's actually probably more difficult to make those types of decisions than it would be to just like fall off a fucking oh because it is
0: you want to talk about the only thing in this thing was slow burn was the slow inevitability of the end game right so the commentary on this one I found was a little bit interesting because I started thinking, okay, why did it suddenly get grotesque? Why are we suddenly seeing some weird shit here? Because
1: it's hotter. It is.
0: <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, because <laughs> oh. uh, it was boring before. What do you mean by hotter? Um,
1: like, um, I did I say that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the other thing, no more extreme. Yeah, or extreme. Extreme, extreme. Like, like, got it. Like,
1: wow, well, that's hot, you know? hot,
0: <laughs> dude. But yeah, so I was like, thinking like- I just
1: hit a, a 900 on my fucking swiggle board, man. That was so hot. Dude, so hot,
0: dude. <laughs> now, I truly understand you now. Yeah, yeah. No misunderstanding there. <laughs> but yeah, the the it was a commentary of like, what is the concept of debt? Like, we've gone beyond money. The old man had this philosophy, psychopathic as he was, He had this philosophy of was, uh, you know, to truly repay a debt, it must be shown to be sincere. And that is what he gives in time and time again for a man with a lot of money. And at one point seemed to have some altruism, maybe where Kaiji sat mentally. Like, yes, I have all this money. I know what it's like to be there. Let me give you more of that. And he kept getting stiff time and time again. Right. And he's just got maybe warped by years of wealth. And then just like, these plebeians just I like, give my money to them and they won't really pay their debts back and he just got tweaked. So it's a commentary of like the putting a price on something like you're hearing, a price on something like your eye seeing that as a quote unquote repayment of debt of equivalency to money. And it's about maybe a bit about value because that's what they that's what they valued. Yeah, but I also feel like it's almost like a the
1: the commentary would be like Money, especially in some sort of like this, is so amorphous. Like, honestly, even the amount of money in my bank account, right? Right. It's literally like ones and zeros in some. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no physical sum of money somewhere. It's a credit you have right? earned. It's this It's, it's like a credit. It actually is very scary when you start thinking about shit like that. Yeah, right. It's like your entire life savings is literally like in the air somewhere. Yeah. It's It's in. The
0: cloud some survey, yeah, Sur- right. Server, not survey, some on a server um, in the Federal Reserve somewhere, yeah.
1: But it like it kind of speaks to the point is like these people are willing to be degenerate gamblers because there's like no direct impact to their lives. If you go and bet a hundred thousand dollars of something and lose
0: it, you can walk away. Technically,
1: like people, and it might even be like people are using debt as just like a get out of jail free piggy bank yeah right um, I think it's kind of it obviously wasn't meant to be like this, but you know in the like two thousand eights two thousand sevens when people were buying like three mansions because they would be you know loan companies would just let anyone do that, sure, even if you literally didn't have the income to pay it back right. Like, people are using it as just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go do that. If you're going to give me the money, I'll take it. I'm going to use that money. Yeah. With zero intention of paying it back. Exactly. And so, like, yes, the, the chairman is, like, a complete psychopath. But, like, there is, like, a little kernel of truth in the middle. Is like, people need to realize that when you take on debts like this, it's, like, pretty freaking important to at least consider, like, paying it back. Like even credit cards, like if you don't pay that off monthly, yeah, twenty five percent APR is gonna eat your ass.
0: Yeah, at least make your minimums, guys. Come on, like <laughs> that's all you I need. Mean, even
1: just your minimums is not really enough. You should really be paying it off every month, right? Yeah, twenty five percent APR can get away from you quick.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I mean, it, it's more like it, again another thing: clear socio or psychopathic character that is sitting on a little kernel of nugget of truth, right? Which I'm- is. The show does a pretty good job of that. Well, those are the
1: best villains, right? right. Look at freaking Thanos.
0: Yeah. He's not wrong. (laughs) It's a simple calculus, my dudes. Like, duh. (laughs) He's not wrong. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's funny because there's something earlier in that little arc as well when they're walking and uh, basically the old man, the chairman, had paid other participants that are kind of broken to stay there and just be in pain and just let him, like, hit him with their cane and then just, like, toss some money at him? And they just, like, take it. And he's like, see what a little money to people that need it, what they're willing to endure for it, right? And that that he's kind of assessed that, you know, pain and debt repayment and reprimands and compensation, you're like you said, it's amorphous. What is a human being willing to do in the face of that which they truly need? And then... If they give up something they do truly need, does that constitute some value as well? Because again, there was no money on Kaiji's side. They literally gave him cash by the millimeter closer to losing one of his senses. He put a value on that. He said, this is how much I think that's worth. And sometimes you don't get to decide. You know, Kaiji didn't get to decide that bet. He gets to decide how close he wants to getting jabbed in the old drum, but <laughs> I don't know. I I found that to be at least another interesting nugget because there's later, we won't say who, but someone is punished in a very grotesque way. Right. Very sadistic. And it's basically his uh it's kind of like hot coals but Japanese bowing apologies on knees, forearms, and forehead. And He's like, "Yeah, people that just bow. that's nothing right. It's gotta mean something. it's gotta feel sincere for a debt of even apology to be paid, so it's extreme, but it's like, what is debt? What is reprimations? What is becoming equal, leisured right?
1: well, yeah, I mean, like i I don't know, I think it's almost like a philosophy kind of question' it's like it just, is is just saying sorry like." is that enough contrition right like a lot of people think that you need to like see the change or see improvement right like you know i can say sorry all day long and not mean it but if i change my ways right that would be like an actual act of like contrition yes and i think that that's where he picked this up right and so that's where he's going but he's like i don't have time to wait for your act of contrition
0: yeah right show me right fucking now on this hot bed of coals yeah that that you're you're actually fucking sorry right and that's what and he picked that up from the years of loaning right he's like i would give them this money and they would just come in and say sorry sorry i'll i'll give you in three days i'll hit you up in a week if you were actually sorry you would pay your debt right and that was the real core thing like if you're actually sorry you'd pay the debt whatever the debt may be but you'd pay it because then you would know you're truly sorry So I'm like, "Shit!" Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit! This guy's deranged." How much money do they lose to like people being chodes? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, a lot. Apparently, a lot. And that'll suck. The I found that interesting, right? Because I was thinking like maybe at one point this guy was like Kaiji if he had the wealth to spare. You think Kaiji would give it? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But he doesn't, and he always and it's not like he's trying to get money or everything because he's trying to give it to others. He just wants to get in a place of comfort which who doesn't want that I, I get i get that um so interesting if kaiji if you were in kaiji's shoes is that's kind of looking into kaiji's future because i noticed a lot of similarities between the old man and him you notice like at least the old man was kind of like you you remind me of me man like you got that crazy bravery that like this is how you make it you're right you're you're the kind of man i look for not this piece of shit tonigawa no 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 you're the kind of guy that I resonate with. That was, like, interesting. Was he at one point, were we looking at a future Kaiji could realistically go down? Found it kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly interesting.
1: <laughs> I think overall, yeah, the show was really, really solid. Yeah. It's, like, definitely one of those, like, almost, like, vaunted Death Note level kind of shows, where it's right. just, like, it's a lot of, like, uh, mental you know mental jousting let's just say yeah um but it's also a show that i think you know has a lot of contemporaries like obviously we've mentioned squid game as far as like a irl version yeah i think kakaguri did a good job of like following it up a little bit different obviously definitely a a lot hotter of a cast a lot hotter Um, uh i also think um I, I call this show Kaiji Baseball, but I think one out is outs. also very similar. Also a madhouse show. Right. Honestly, probably around the same time period. It's kinda hot hot. I so mean So they probably had like just a couple of guys in the office that were just fucking crazy about gambling.
0: Yeah, gambling and big brain stress. Yeah. And just like, you wanna like do this again? Right. Like, and again and again. So yeah. You know, I think you know we gotta do it to them. What do you think you'd give this show?
1: yeah I mean the actual rating's a little tough for me. It's not gonna be like as high as like a lot of shows, I think, yeah, honestly, if it takes you forty episodes to get through like one arc, let's just say like, sure. it kind of feels like it drags for me, especially around the e card saga. I know that that's like a lot of people's favorite saga uh but like
0: you have a twenty twenty three minute episode for two turns of a card game,
1: right, I mean, it's like a little bit much, yeah, I guess another option would be like, um uh, death parade is also a little similar
0: death parade was cool oh, but i like i like the spin on the the high risk high reward thing even if the reward was amb- ambiguous because the real result was the judgment but right
1: i'm just uh, saying it's a little similar like some of the same um kind questions. of aspects and tropes were were picked
0: upon questions
1: pondered right uh i would guess i will give it an
0: 81 interesting i was gonna go 84. Good. Yeah, well, there it is. Perfect. 84 out of 100 ear canal destroying devices. Very cool. They're hot, hot, hot right now on the internet. (laughs) Selling, like, the hottest of cakes. Mm. And I tell you about my side business? Are you doing pancakes now? No, not pancakes. Ear devices. Oh. Hot. Nice. Oh no! Wait, <laughs> hotcakes? You doing? Uh, sounds like I should do. I should do pancakes instead of you know ear destroying devices. You know? I think
1: they'd sell better personally,
0: but I mean, hey, I'm not going to try to crush your dreams here. Yeah, a single buyer, you know, from Japan bought all of them. So I don't, I I don't know. know. You know, paid good money for them too. He was I'm actually a middle
1: manager named Tonegawa. Yeah,
0: I'm actually really in debt somehow. So you know, they left somehow it's probably <laughs> just like all the
1: manufacturing costs. <laughs> yeah I you guess also ran a facebook ad that unfortunately went out
0: to literally every human on earth feel exposed right now yeah. a little bit but yeah thank you for that but yeah 84 <laughs> i think you know people are gonna be like you put this to the show a 90 it's i'm i'm rating this one based on like yes my enjoyment puts it in the 80s it is incredibly well done it's a fucking old guys like it's blow pretty me. old it's pretty old and uh the reason the reason why is like i'm rating it a bit like was it a show for me and kept me engaged? Very. Am I going to walk away with it remembering it extremely fondly? Like, it had a good bit of staying power, but that staying power was a bit shock. It didn't, like, hit me in a massive, holistic way. I'm going to watch the second part soon, um, because I'm curious, because it does go in two parts. He did vow revenge on the chairman at the very end, and he will get that, I- I'm assuming. Um, against all rules against all rules or against all odds
1: you know to me where this show sits is like it does deserve its spot as like a
0: higher tier element
1: maybe not higher tier but like a progenitor almost of a lot of like stuff that comes after right it deserves to be um talked about as like a callbacks from other shows like Or as a measuring stick to measure other shows too.
0: Yeah. Like it it is standard.
1: It's fine doing that, but beyond that, like it's it's not better than Death Note. It's not better than like some shows that try to be big brain. Yeah. Um so I don't know. It's it's hard for me to call it like anything more than like a classic in its own right. You know what I mean? It's not right. like a overall classic, but I think for what it tried to do, it did a really good job.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I like the, I like the usage of standard because you'll go back and say, Kaiji did this thing really well, but then this show took that and then ran with that element or ran with this or missed trying to do this. So like a show that missed trying to be a Kaiji would probably fall lower than 84 for me, but a show that maybe elevated some of its elements higher, I'd put it above an 84. So I don't know where there should be a standard for that, but 84, I'm just going to put it right there and just sit on the shelf. I mean, an 84 is like a, what, mid-B? That's perfect. Oh, yeah. You will get, get by on that, my friend. Uh, all day long. Absolutely. But thank you for coming to class. Uh, it's been you, a while. This, n- this one was long, but also we just, you I think, to rambled too much
1: to like. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute to get back back in, into it, but we got another one coming up literally immediately after this. So. Yes, and
0: for you, it'll be just in a couple days, yeah. just in several days. So, uh, yep, thank you. Anywhere you get your podcast fixed, we're right there. You're already on the platform, baby. You can check in the links anywhere you get your podcast fixed. We're on the YouTube game again. Like, comment, subscribe, where you do those things. You want to come over to the Patreon, only if you can. Patreon.com slash biology $1 and up. Get you on our Discord with all of our past Guest and lovely Patreon folk. We've had some new folks in there. Wait, welcome, wait. Valenti. Yes. Welcome, my dude. Or d- dude dudes. I don't it know. It's a dude. It's a dude. All right. You know what? Welcome, new student. There it is. Um, and I want to say maybe we can shout out the next person, the next one. But um uh yeah, three dollars and up kitchen. Kayak you- Tim. Ayak Tim? Kayak. Oh, kayak Tim. What's up? Rowing on into the classroom. I like that. Um yeah, $3 and up, get you into the syllabus sidebar. Our low-fi, high vibes, sometimes anime, sometimes not. Sometimes on hiatus and sometimes visual show where we talk about life and shit and experimental things that we can't or won't talk about on this show. Not that we wouldn't. And I think in this one we did sort of. But uh, that's where we go and have fun over there. Inner Sanctum. Kick it back. Yeah. With a drink or 12.
1: Not 12. Not 12.
0: Unless <laughs> of, it's water bottle. Of water Stay hydrated. And even still, well.
1: you can poison yourself with too much water.
0: Oh. We should do that as a sidebar. How much <laughs> what? How, how much <laughs> of something does it take to poison you? And you have to guess. Okay. Cool. Well, until I slowly plan out how to kill Ethan in the most inconspicuous way, I'm Ricky. You
1: just admitted to it. Damn hey, it! Ethan?
0: And this has been Webology. Uh, healthy! <laughs> oh man I thought I I didn't want it to slip I will take the lab for myself